don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, on Twitter, at RealGilbertACP, and on Instagram, Gilbert Podfried, P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. Let me introduce you to our sponsor, Zero. Zero is beautiful accounting software built to help small businesses be more productive and successful. And most importantly, Zero is easy to use. I could operate Zero. That's how easy it is. Send invoices online, quotes to your customers. Pay your employees, manage your cash flow, expenses, and even your inventory with Zero. Zero is in the cloud, so you can access and manage all of your business accounting on the go. Zero does what desktop software does and more. Plus, you can use it anytime, anywhere from your mobile device, and it does what desktop does. Now, let me give you some examples. If you're working and traveling, you can send invoices easily on the go, and clients can pay online instantly. Sign up for a free, that's right, free, 30-day trial at Zero.com slash podcast. That's Zero.com slash podcast. Am I repeating myself now? Hi, I'm (laughs) (laughs) Gil... Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. Our guest this week is an actor, comedian, radio radio personality, and best-selling author. He's appeared in films like Dirty Work. <laughs> The Bachelor and Artie Lang's Beer League. Oh, I've you've seen all of these. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure everyone's going, oh my god, I have a copy of that on my bookshelf now. I, I have the bachelor in a loop in my on my television. And just so I don't want a second to go by. I've got one of those eyeglasses that plays a dirty work. And it goes, I hate You know how Michael Jackson had Liz Taylor movies on a loop? Oh, yeah. 
lot of construction workers have beer leaks. Oh. <laughs> a loop. And he's also appeared on the Norm Show. It's still on, isn't it? Yeah. Which I never saw. We're in our 38th season. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got his own podcast, the Artie Quitter Podcast, which isn't nearly as good as mine, but our old pal... And top movie star, Artie Lyons. <laughs> wow, that is about the yeah. sweetest introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, uh, now you were in that movie with, with David Spade, you popped Lost up, and Found. Where it's, it's, it's so obvious. <laughs> that that <part laughs> yeah, I, I get a lot. David Spade is in a movie. Like, Spade in real life gets uh, chicks because he's David Spade. He gets yes, really hot yes. chicks, and he's, he's good with women and stuff. In that movie, he plays a guy who manages a restaurant. And at the end of the film, supposedly, he gets Sophie Marceau, romantic, oh, yeah. the chick mm-hmm. from Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's basically science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I, have a, I play a guy, it's like a single white female joke. I'm stalking him, and I put a wig on me. Uh, to look like Spade's hair. And what we didn't realize the entire time, the critics were very quick to point out, was it was right after Farley died, and it just looked like I was trying to do a Chris Farley oh, yeah. impression with a with blonde wig. Yeah. And it was the most embarrassing, awkward thing, and the, the, the reviews were not kind. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in eight movies. I've gotten a total of one star. <laughs> Speaking of Spade, Artie, didn't you cut him off in L.A. with a, with your car? Yeah, one yeah. time I had a, I had a black El Dorado uh, that I I shipped out. It's called African American El Dorado. <laughs> please, <laughs> I had a colored El, El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> Getting started early. Uh, Could a, we at least agree upon Negro Eldorado? <laughs> Just so we can. It, was a, it was a Negro Eldorado. Uh, dark skin. And um, with Jersey plates. An and urban I, Eldorado. <laughs> it had an urban flavor to an it. An inner city Eldorado. <laughs> yes. And I, uh, yeah, and I had Jersey plates, and um, so I looked like I was just like in the Lucchese family or something, <laughs> driving around Beverly Hills, and I, I cut Spade off, and uh, he left me a nasty message. Uh, I almost killed him, and he left me a message saying that uh, he was way more important in show business than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Which was true, so I'd sit in the, yeah, yeah, I, I, a lot of fond memories. <laughs> a lot of fond memories. Well, I'm sure you are you happy to see a Tracy Morgan guy they settled the Walmart thing. They no, I didn't oh, hear yeah, that. They, they got yes, settled yes, today yeah. speaking of uh, African Americans, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tracy uh Tracy Morgan got settled and um and the other comics uh also got a big big settlement. So apparently it's Tracy Morgan pays you 20 million dollars to open for him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How, how, uh, so they how didn't much, reveal the money. Boy, that must have been a shitload. Yeah, the yeah. one guy. I mean, you're talking about Walmart. They, they, f- oh, 50 million God. bucks is just like, yeah, you know, just wiping off a gnat for them. And here's, here's something I've been talking to a few people about. Right. Was Tracy Morgan, do you think Tracy Morgan was that seriously injured or was his lawyer saying, stay out of the public? I think, yeah. I think, um, like I, think Tra- I think Tracy. I think Tracy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They in that wheelchair. <laughs> we're gonna shoo them for all they get. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Shut up, mother. <laughs> the, tr- the the trick to money is diversification. 
The, the fortune cookie, yeah, Jack Lemon and mm-hmm. the Walter Matthau classic. Uh, I, uh, that's another one I know by heart. But yeah, I think it was a bit of both. I think Tracy is, uh, is a ghetto guy who, uh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest move ever was not going to the 40th anniversary of the SNL. Oh my. What a great move God. that was. I mean, he's got Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey saying he's too, he's not emotionally ready to come. Oh. I mean, that's something Tracy would have been, he was on that show 15 years, it would have been like the Oscars for him. But I mean, once Walmart saw that, they were like, we, we got to settle. Yeah. He didn't go to what would have been the biggest night of his life. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I think, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I think Tracy probably could have made it. To the- uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he probably could have made it. Well, you know, yeah, they, they practically the two of them, uh, <laughs> Faye and Baldwin, practically did an obituary. They did, to yeah. Him on the and show, you just got to play that tape for the Walmart lawyers. It's like, okay, uh, okay, now what? all right, just here, here's the checkbook. <laughs> Get out the I checkbook. I want to see what you're writing. One time, uh, I I did stand up. Me and David Tell did stand up on the first Guys Choice Awards <laughs> for, for Spike <laughs> TV, Spike, one of the yeah. biggest nights in show business. <laughs> And um, how did I, I not see that? It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of night where Alan Covert gets uh, <laughs> gets honored. Uh, and I, uh, I we, Tracy hosted the show, so he sees me in a tell. He goes, "You got to come to my after party. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the Roosevelt." <laughs> You got to come to my after party at the Roosevelt. So we go, we go to Hollywood Roosevelt, me and Attell, in, in a, a, an area the size of this table. It was about eight feet by four feet. It's Tracy Morgan, his agent, and 50 of his cousins. And we're roped off, and we're literally like, we're like we're, it's like we're going to Auschwitz on a train, only it was hotter. And Tracy's right in our face, and he looks at me and he goes, we in show business. And I, I said, how you doing, man? He goes, I'm enjoying my sobriety. <laughs> I said, how long you been sober? And he went, eight days. <laughs> he had an ankle thing on, you know. But, but I think that's a good question, Gilbert. I think it was a bit of both. I'm glad he got paid. Fuck. I mean, look, when he got, when, when he got, when he got uh, Saturday Night Live, I think he was living a block from Yankee Stadium, which is, in February is not an ideal real estate. I think he had 14 kids. So, you know, he was making money, but Walmart, you know, they, they should have paid up. But I think the, the greatest ghetto move ever was not going to that SNL Oh, thing. my that God. Was the, I mean, I think he could have made that, it. That he was... can't even put a tux on. <laughs> I can't get my tux. <laughs> my tuxedo took. I'm too emotionally. I'm emotionally disturbed. I can't feel my leg. <laughs> I can't feel my head. <laughs> oh. I can't feel my head. Write down what my name is again. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. He, even my Gilbert. grandma's off. Ever since the accident, my grandma's off. I, I'm not speaking properly. I can't, I can't pronounce things correct. <laughs> Your Honor, he's got his Jewish lawyer. Your Honor, my client can't pronounce it. <laughs> I want 80 million. My pronunciation. <laughs> it used to be perfect. I used to sound like Mario Cuomo. <laughs> Mario Cuomo. <laughs> 
sounded like. That's a new joke for my act. <laughs> Listen, even Gilbert showed up, and he was in like nine episodes. I know, right? right. Of course, Gilbert was there. So tell Artie what Lauren Michael said to you backstage. No, oh, that's got to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> No, he's actually kind to him. I'm sure he was. Yes. Yeah. What What did he say? <laughs> he said, I can't pronounce. <laughs> It'd be funny if in honor of Tracy, they all spoke like that for the whole. <laughs> Tracy, we thinking of Tracy. <laughs> Tracy's on our mind. I'm Tracy Mogul. <laughs> Tina Fey. <laughs> I think this polar. <laughs> Walmart fucked my head up. <laughs> oh, God bless wow. you. Yeah, not wow. going to that. I can't even get my shoes on to go to the 40th anniversary. <laughs> that that was a, a commercial for his it really was. lawsuit. That Baldwin you, and Tina Fey, two of the most beloved. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you would have, like, given your life savings yeah. for a commercial. What a like move. That. The lawyer, he, he probably, the, you know, he's going, I'm going to that anniversary. The lawyer's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to the Amalfi Coast. And so am I, jerk off. So, because here's what it said in the paper today. The guy who died, Jimmy Mac McNair, who I never met, yeah. uh, he, um, he got $10 million. Okay, and so he, and he's dead. <laughs> and it said in the paper that uh, Artie Fuqua, the other guy who's a friend of mine, good kid, and a God bless him, they're, and now they're insanely rich. Uh, multiple of ten million, they said. Multiples of that. God, I wish I was in that car. Me too. Why couldn't I, why couldn't I be African American on that on that tour? <laughs> Because you know they said they didn't. They, they saw the accident coming. It was so horrific. They saw the accident coming, and they, the next thing they knew, they woke up. They didn't even feel anything, so they didn't even go through pain. Wow, <laughs> we're just ruining their entire case. Like, <laughs> obviously, I don't know for sure, but I think it's a done deal, and they got paid. Well, you know, the guy wasn't drunk, but he did something wrong. I guess he was up for well, forty eight straight asleep. hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was up too long. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's My sense of equilibrium is off. <laughs> <laughs> my motor, my motor functions is done. I can't. Speak. I got no motor function. I'm supposed to do comedy without any motor functions. Massa Beeble tactics <laughs> is damaged. I'm glad we got this chance to talk about some old movies. <laughs> <laughs> before we do an entire Tracy Morgan yeah, yeah. show, no, we, I, we were talking about The Bachelor before Gilbert. We about, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. we turned the mics on, the, uh, the movie I did with Chris O'Donnell, yeah, it was a remake, which is a remake of a Keaton. Remake picture. a Buster Keaton movie called Seven Brides. So they, they, they instead of Buster Keaton, this generation got Chris O'Donnell, right. the, who they call Stoneface as well for for different reasons. <laughs> They call Keaton the great stone face. They call Chris the great stone actor. And I think... <laughs> and I was supposed to play... I played Chris's Chris best... Farley. <laughs> I play him in every movie. I was supposed to play Chris O'Donnell. I, pl I play his best friend since the first grade. It looks like I just put his cable in that morning. <laughs> we cannot... He's 
like this rich waspy kid from the Midwest. I'm from North Georgia. It looks like I literally am building a deck in his house. We, we just met. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes, but you so. got to work with a couple of veterans. You got to work with Ed Asner Hal and Hal Holbrook. And Ed, I'm telling you, man, and those two guys, I, I'm with them the whole now, movie. Now, I heard that Dirty Work <laughs> was a remake of Night at the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Norm played Zeppo and Checo. <laughs> Gummo. I was, I was Zeppo. <laughs> I think you had the the Zig Ruman part. <laughs> the Zig Ruman. I played Margaret Dumont. Oh, you are a movie buff, are you? Yeah. No. If, you know, if you know Sig Ruman is. Yeah. Gotta listen. So we, we, we had Asner on the show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. He's a, he's so his career's going well. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be a, I was at the Radford lot with Mary Tyler and I'm on the fucking Colossal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Tell us a little bit about those guys. Well, okay. Ed, Ed Asner's supposed to be this insane liberal, you know. Oh, but, yeah, but my lefty. God, he spoke like a fucking... Uh, James Cromwell, who mm-hmm. was Stretch Cunningham. In, sure, um, sure. In, uh, and all the, in the, the family. farmer from uh, Babe. He, he plays a priest in it. So he's there, and he had just done a play. <laughs> He had just done a play with Gwyneth Paltrow. So he tells Ed Asner that in front of the... Ed Asner screams, she's a fucking cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And and Cromwell's like, what? He goes, Paltrow, she's a fucking cunt. And Cromwell's like, what are you talking about? And she was very sweet. He goes, nah, nah, I love her mother. Her mother's a dear friend. But she's a stuck-up, arrogant little twat. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just went, okay, we're ready? Action! Hal Holbrook yeah. said his wife's married to Dixie Carter. Of course. So another another funny thing was Hal Holbrook says, oh, my wife's coming tomorrow. And Asner screams out, ah, come on, Hal, we all know you're a fucking fag. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie, as, uh, ribbing him, he called him a fag. That's <laughs> goes, hilarious. Come on, we all know you're a fucking fag. <laughs> So he, I mean, I ate lunch with those guys. Hal, Hal Holbrook was a, just a nice, nice guy, uh, but but Asner was hilarious. The most offensive shit you ever had in your life. <laughs> uh, he was fun with us. He told us he was obsessed with Cloris Leachman's ass. Yeah, that, she yeah. was hot. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just watching yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, she came into Stern when, when, when I was allowed there. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> before I stabbed myself nine times in heroin. But uh, he, uh, she so, came. So it was nine times? <laughs> that's, what the no, post, see, that's what the post said. See, <laughs> so you stabbed yourself nine times without killing yourself, which, which is a, a total fucking idiot yeah. to me. Someone who could stab themselves nine times and still be alive. Well, that's because I have a big stomach. <laughs> If I had abs, I'd be dead right now. There, mm. there wasn't even any blood. I didn't get. Ne- <laughs> I didn't get near my organs. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere near my organs. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I forget what the fucking question was. Yeah. No, Cloris Leachman was on, and I asked her. I said, "Did Paul Newman come on to you, a Butch Cassidy, and something?" And she said, uh, "He did," but I said no. And and uh, Paul Newman said, "Ah, you women always no, no, no." And I'm like, "Really, Paul Newman?" Wow. I said, "I said no offense, Cloris, but it's surprising Paul Newman couldn't fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> It sort of disappoints me a little bit. Uh, but back in the day, she had a oh, yeah. hell of a body. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Peter Ustinov? You were telling us a little bit, too, before we turned Well, the again, I, I, he was in The Bachelor. And, uh, you know, that in Spartacus, he, his character in Spartacus, he is so fucking funny in that. Mm-hmm. The sarcasm. When he's picking out the slaves, and he's mm-hmm. like, as go the teeth, do the bones. 
this man is made of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking the slave's teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, give it to the Spaniard. <laughs> He has that same sarcastic attitude in real life, and um, I think and it was his Jack, last movie. We, we, we I, I think it was. Yeah. I think what a way to go! I think yeah. that ended. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Peter Sellers going out with a fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, he he was doing a scene with, with Chris O'Donnell, and uh, you could almost see him rolling his eyes, <laughs> like you know, uh, and um, and I introduced myself, and I, I said I'm an actor in the film. He goes. Uh, uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think he died the next day. But Jack Warden was my was plays oh, Norman. Oh, yeah. He yeah, plays Jack Nor- Normanized father yeah. right, in right, Dirty Work. Right. So Bob Saget directed Dirty Work. And there's a scene where Warden is in bed in in the hospital, and Sackett comes up to him and gives him like a line reading. Give Jack one. Like, oh, he gave him some notes, oh, and me God. and Norma just were sitting back on. Oh Christ, what's he doing? He, he gives Jack Warden, some, <laughs> and and Warden's being polite and everything, and we don't even know if he's you know upset about it or anything. And uh, so Sackett goes back behind the camera, and right before he yells action, Norma and I look at Warden and go, "You all right, Jack?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm just trying to remember my notes." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was another great. I yeah. mean, it was one of those one of those things that Seymour Casalto and Beerly, like when you you don't think they seem like old men, like they're forgetting their lines, yeah. and then you watch the playback, and it's fucking Jack. We Gordon. love we love Seymour Casalto. Yeah, We're the, talking about the, him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I've had the privilege of ending a lot of great careers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Gilbert worked I with was Jack Ward twice with Jack yeah. Ward well, and the problem. Yeah, child. the problem. Child. Right. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the same guy, Bobby Simons, the producer. Oh yeah, he yeah. produced Dirty Work. Yeah, and, he was uh, great. Yeah, what, did, did you? Yeah, he uh, amazing. And it's Jack Ward, you know, uh, and he got to play our dad. But um, uh, yeah, and I think he uh, he stopped working right after that as well. <laughs> I always said about movies, I said like the Godfather 3 tri- trilogy on, on DVD, it's the perfect party thing, because you could watch one and two and do coke off of three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's let's, how my movies are. Let's talk about Godfather 3. Go ahead. What three. a mess. I, first of all, to give to give Talia Shire that much power within the family. Oh, my yeah. God. Like yeah. She's ordering hits. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, like this mixed up drunken whore uh, yeah. in the first two. Right. And the, right, the second one, she's like, you know, at, at Michael's feet, begging him not to kill Fredo and... And, uh, yeah, whore, when she brings that guy and can Al, can you get him a drink? <laughs> can, I have a, can I drink? Can I have something to drink? And then Pacino just wants to kill him right there. I don't know who this Myrtle is. <laughs> I don't know what he is. I don't know what he does. <laughs> and, 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 and tell him you, want, you don't want to get married and you don't want to see him anymore. He'll understand, believe me. <laughs> But yeah, then in, in three, she's like Vito Corleone. Yeah, she's the godfather. Right, yeah. right. And then Sofia Coppola, you know, look, it's nepotism running wild. But Well, that was supposed has, to be Winona Ryder. That, oh, in that, really? In that part, yeah. Well, that dying scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Dad. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then the way he dies at the end, that's how that oh, story. Oh, he was like Artie Johnson. <laughs> I was going to Johnson and laughing, or or just like hey, it just makes a weird face. (laughs) Do you believe in the hereafter? (laughs) Then you know what I'm here after. (laughs) Boom with the purse, and then (laughs) 
That he, that's that's how, how Pacino dies. It was so embarrassing. That's how The Godfather and ends. And then Pacino. Did Coppola not have time to shoot that up? <laughs> like, look, we don't want to do a long stretch out there. Just, just keel over. <laughs> And then afterwards, when Judy Kahn goes, sock it to me, sock it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um. Sock it to me. <laughs> It'd be funny if Ruth Buzzy just walked in yeah. and hit Michael, hit hit Michael Corleone with a purse. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Buzzy hits Michael Corleone with a purse. That's how he dies. Oh, God. <laughs> and then how they wrote in. That Sonny has a son has that a no one ever heard that of? That doesn't look like him at all. No, yes, right, yes. Yeah, right. not Andy Garcia is James Conn's <laughs> son. Right. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it was all just too neat. I didn't like. I didn't buy Joe Montagna's character. He gets shot on a horse. It's like, Joe, the, oh it's like the Game God. of Thrones. Joey Zaz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, again, yeah. it wasn't. They all did yeah. it. And George du- Hamilton shows up. Duval was on Howard, and, and Howard did a great interview with Duval, and, and uh, he said, uh, and Howard said, you know, first of all, you get George Hamilton for Duval. Yeah. There's a trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, it's like trading LeBron James for one of the Knicks. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, it, it just uh, it just became an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, but Duval said, look, we all did it for the money. And I, my money was, I said to Coppola, I was honest with him. I said, I need, I need more money to do this. And he wouldn't hit the quote. And he just said, fuck it, just kill off my character. And, and the idea that Al Pacino was like... Uh, Felt guilty about everything that he did in the two know, previous all, all, films. Yeah, it kind of negates yeah. the first two movies. Oh, yeah. Right. What it does. The, 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 the church, which is probably real anyway, they're, they're the gangsters. Right. And he's That's like right. trying to t- tell the church, you're being immoral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling a group of cardinals, you guys are crazy. <laughs> and, and then he wants to reunite with Diane Keaton. Yeah. Where'd that, I know. That, he didn't want to reunite with her when she was hot in 1974. <laughs> he wants to reunite with 1990. <laughs> He wants to uh, reunite with something's got to give, Diane Keaton. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I don't like you in '74. I want to. Let's get back together now. <laughs> it's like I want Jane Fonda now, not the way she was in Barbarella. <laughs> you could keep Clute. Shove Clute up your ass. <laughs> Is there anything sexier? I disagree with it than her riding. What's that? Hanoi Jane, her riding that cannon. (laughs) (laughs) For the the enemy in Vietnam, she's riding a cannon, clapping. Just some rich cunt from L.A. Like, you know, oh, I'm liberal. I just want to fuck this shit out. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of the I Godfather. I thought Al Pacino's Frank performance Hickett, <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> Who? What I thought Al Pacino's performance in three well, was that sense of a woman I, performance I, carried yeah, over. I agree with you. Chewing yeah, the scenery. Yeah. And they give him the Oscar for that. Well, Chris O'Donnell's sense of a woman. They were... Yeah, O'Donnell rubbed off on him. <laughs> way That's one of those uh, those Oscars where the, you know we apologize for not giving it to you sooner. For, I mean, listen, right. he lost to Joel Gray in Cabaret. Could you imagine? Like he was best supporting actor. Yeah. He, the the transformation he makes in Godfather One is one of the best acting things ever. From that innocent kid to to the this yeah. devil, and he was up for supporting, Can and he loses to yeah. Joel Gray. Can you imagine Joel fucking Gray. And- and, a, and that was your Brando one and sent Sashim Littlefeather. That, what a, get, what a great the, Hollywood the, move. Uh, That's yeah. a Tracy Morgan move. To send the, to send the Indian. I'm sending Sashim Littlefeather. <laughs> I'm 
pretend and can't talk right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sending Hocapontis. <laughs> I'm sending Jew lawyer. Hocapontis. I'm sending. Here's my lawyer, Hocapontis. My buddy Alex Baldwin's gonna say, "Well, I can't. I'm emo- I'm too emotionally stressed to tie a tie. I can't tie a tie. Now write a check, bitch. That's all that was. Hoka poka Lord. I gotta smoke the piss pipe. <laughs> let's roll some. Let's roll a piss pipe. <laughs> let's smoke a piss bong." Pocahontas. Now you know, <laughs> you, know you know the Godfather so well. Tell us about what happened when Coppola came on on Howard. Coppola came on Howard, and again, one of those he things. He came on Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his movies. His movies got a little lowbrow towards the end. <laughs> I'm gonna it's throw one up. of those shows. I'm gonna throw up. Uh, I heard half of the budget went to dry cleaning. <laughs> Well, it's hard. It's hard. The continuity. You gotta get. You gotta get oh, the come off. God. Uh, but uh, he was. He was. He, was, uh, he came We're on. Talking the... about Howard De Silva. He came. On. <laughs> Howard Rubenstein. Because <laughs> I I heard you when you were on with John, with Johnny Russo. Johnny Russo. The, the, and you were doing all the dialogue. Still, in the right. They still make the rounds and make money off being in the Godfather. But Coppola was on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, I knew that he was probably going to ask me to do a scene. So like an idiot, I memorized the scene. But Howard, being much too clever for that, he let Coppola pick the scene. And it was the scene where he tells Carlo he's going mm-hmm. to Vegas before Clemenza mm-hmm. strangles him to death. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I, I did it well enough to where Coppola was impressed. That was pressure. I'll bet. But again, the, the story there was, uh, you know, Coppola <laughs> after the guy, I mean, the guy had six Oscars. Apocalypse Now. Did you ever see The Heart of Darkness, the documentary about the oh, making of Oh, that's yeah, that's great. Unbelievable. People forget he wrote Patton, too. Right. He was a great play. writer, yeah. you know. Uh, and he, uh, but he makes all his money now. He bought Engel Nook Wineries. All his money. He's got no movie money. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he even did Dracula towards the end. Sure. That had to make Well, he a started a studio, I mean, with, yeah. he started American Zoetrope and. and Which is bl- still in San Francisco. I was, yeah. just, I was just playing uh, Cobbs in San Francisco, and I, I saw that that building's still there, Zoetrope. So, but it's all, he's got a private jet from Engel Nook Wineries. Uh, but that run he had, if you look at Patton and the, and, uh, and, uh, the conversation well, the and the two 70s, Godfather pictures and Apocalypse Now. Diane Keaton's career in the 70s. Yeah. All the Woody Allen movies. Oh, yeah. 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 And the Godfather movies. Yeah. I mean, and Talia Shire, Godfather in the Rock and Rocky. That's right. Uh, I mean, you know, Diane Keaton is brilliant in all those Woody Allen things, uh, you know. And then she plays, uh, you know, Corleone's wife. And, and like, John Casale did, like... Five, five for five, and they're all yeah. great. I yeah. think they all either won. They were all at least nominated for best picture. Yeah. He did the conversation, Godfather one and two. He did the, the Deer, Deer Hunter. Hunter was his last one. He got right. sick on that. And um, Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. Right. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. So right. fucking great. I mean, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Films. Think about Each Pacino one. and Dog Day Afternoon, and then sent the for one. Oh God, <laughs> what's what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. a retroactive Oscar. I mean, Dog Day Afternoon is one of the funniest movies ever. Fuck the the, the drama, uh, all that shit that Lamette got from them, just from those characters. But uh, do you know the story? Cazal was dating Meryl Streep. Yes, sure. And uh, told uh, Michael Cimino, said, my girlfriend's in a play. She's right for this bar. Beg them to see her. 
and he got he got her into Hollywood. He died, and you know she moved on. <laughs> life, there's life. Do <laughs> you imagine he dies and she moves on to be Meryl Streep? Well, but, Gilbert's obsessed with Sidney Lumet. She moves on to take a, sel- oh, yeah. a selfie with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my God! <laughs> Did you just want to crawl through the fucking screen? Selfie with Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, well, Sidney Lumet. Yeah, oh, I mean that's amazing. what they talk about. Yeah. almost a perfect record. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, we talk about them all the time. The pawnbroker, um, Anderson tapes. You can Prince go of the on city. Serpico, sure. uh, Dog Day After New, Prince of the City. Uh, oh, and, and, uh, and we were just network. talking before. And Twelve Angry Men and Network and Network and Network and yeah. even things like Murder on the Orient Express, where he did different stuff. Right. Unbelievable. Oh, and I like Bye Bye Braverman with George yeah. Siegel and yeah. Jack well, Gordon. What about uh, what about the verdict? A later mo- the verdict. I'm yeah. unreal. Yeah. That that's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but what I about w- the Night Falls on Manhattan? Another, you see that? Yeah. That's a really good a great and run. Frank and I were just talking about a half hour ago about when the devil knows you're dead. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Marissa Tomei. Every dark thing that a human being could do Philip Seymour Hoffman does in that movie it's a great movie (laughs) and then to think about his real life with the heroin and everything but every dark thing that you can do as a person he does oh yeah And, and you got Albert Finney that just fucking yeah. That movie, I forgot about that. Yeah. Then of course you have Gloria with Sharon Stone. Oh jeez. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, well, we'll all run the gun. Lamette might be as perfect. Uh, might have the best batting average. Yeah. Of any director. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. unless you want to go back to Billy Wilder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could say that. Sure. Here's one for you, Gilbert. Here's a trivia question about okay. the Godfather, and I bet already knows it. Which Godfather actor? He was in part two. Wrote a movie that starred Elvis. Oh my God. I don't know that. He was uh, a playwright. Oh, oh, oh my, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he tell me Michael Corleone did this. Michael Corleone. Oh, Frank Frankie, Pantangeli. Frankie Five Angels. Yes. Frankie yes. Pantangeli. Michael Gazzo. He was a Angel. Michael Gazzo. He was a yeah. playwright. He wrote a play yes. called Hat Full of Rain, which was made into yeah. a movie. Oh, I know Hat Full of Rain. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he wrote an Elvis movie. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, which, no, which him Elvis I knew. Movie. <laughs> that I wish I written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, there's there's not a lot of Darryl, great ones. Dig it up. Our, our crack yeah. research team. There's not it. a lot of great ones. <laughs> which Elvis? Fantastic. Yeah. You'll know this. Which Godfather actor also appeared in Moonstruck? Uh, Danny Aiello. Uh, well, Godfather one. Oh, okay, because t- Danny Aiello is one of the Rosado Correct. brothers. Yeah, we interviewed Danny. Okay, about and it. Yeah. yeah, Danny's a great interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Godfather oh, one and Moonstruck. Yeah. Um, Think about Cher's uncle. Oh, you know what? I don't, here's the problem. I don't know Moonstruck. That oh, okay. I don't. I don't either. Uh, I don't Louis know. Louis Gus, oh, the guy Louis, that gets uh, up at the table oh, and makes no, the speech that, about okay. keeping. I the, never would have got yeah. that. Never yeah. would have got because I don't know Moonstruck. And this one well. you'll both know. Who played? But the, the Pantanzi question. That's a great. Is question. that a good question? Yeah. Who played the young Clemenza in Godfather Two? Uh, oh, Fra- uh, Fra- uh, Fra- Bruno Gant. Bruno Kirby. Ah, Bruno nice work, Bruno, Bruno Kirby. We got it together. You guys are good. Yeah. Who's now dead? Right. Yeah, he passed away. Bruno. Right? Yeah, Bruno yeah. Kirby. He was in a lot of great films. He was the young Clemenza and uh, a lot of great stuff. Yeah, The Freshman with Brando. That, that I, tell you, I thought I would hate that because Brando's doing... It's fun. But it's well done. It's the guy that made the Did in-laws. Did you like that? The guy that wrote the, the in-laws. I, I don't know. I was a little I mean, It made me laugh. It made me laugh, but... I I thought I was going to hate it like yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, we had Johnny on the show, and I said to Gilbert, as Russo. We, yeah, when he yeah. was coming in, I said, "Do me a favor, let the show start before you ask him about killing two people." <laughs> <laughs> Is that true in real life? He says I, that. I, right? I I don't know how much of what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, does he know the statute of limitations? There's no statute of limitations. Oh yeah, he said <laughs> murder. He said there's three people I can admit to. <laughs> what? And I thought, oh, so after. After like 
uh, four years or so. <laughs> Henry you, Hill was on the on, on oh, the Stern God. show, and he was going to take us on. He took some of the Howard TV guys on a tour of where people were buried, like spiders oh, or something. Shit. But he was so fucked up. It was he was just pointing <laughs> to like spiders buried over there. Like uh, that's the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> and and I liked how as great a movie as Goodfellas is. Yeah. It's also like, you know, uh, Henry Hill's like practically handing out toys to uh, oh, in no, an orphanage. That's such a great point. You gotta, you gotta realize he's <laughs> yeah. telling the story. Right. Yes. So in every right. scene, he's outraged. What are you right. guys doing? Right. <laughs> You're killing people. You're not killing somebody, are you? <laughs> I didn't know you were a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking bad. I thought you were luggage salesman. I know, the whole thing. <laughs> The whole Billy Bad scene, he's trying to like be a diplomat. Like, oh my Everyone's God. fine, Billy gets a little out of line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He does pistol whip the guy in the driveway. Yeah, well, but that makes him only... look cool. Right. Because the guy just raped his girlfriend practically. Right. right. <laughs> right, right, right. He looks cool there. But uh, no, that's a great point. People don't realize that. He's telling the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy Burke was rotting in stomach cancer, the real Jimmy Conway in prison, going, that's not how it fucking yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a little differently, Henry. Yeah. I heard yeah. you talk about that scene. I think you were talking to, uh, on, I heard you on another podcast, talking about the scene with Pesci where they go to see, where, played by Martin Scorsese's mother, yeah, where they oh, go yeah. back to the house where yeah, she pulls West. up the painting with right. the dogs. And, yeah. She was, uh, he, again, Scorsese could make like a forklift operator good in a movie. He just knew how to use his mother perfect. Because she's, she's in Mean Streets. Yeah. When the chick is having yeah. a seizure. She's you know? in the King yeah. of Comedy. She's, she's the one the, yelling down the oh, stairs. that's so great. Yeah. That's so great. Ma! Ma! <laughs> <laughs> He's got the tape recorder. Lower it, Rupert. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that the detail in that dinner scene is so amazing because... Uh, De Niro plays the one guy who's all Irish, and he's the only guy using ketchup on the potatoes and eggs they're making, <laughs> which is hilarious. I saw an interview with her about Raging Bull uh, when they, they interviewed Scorsese for 60 Minutes. I think like Morley Safer did it in the early 80s. And uh, she said, uh, I fattened him up for that. I, I, he came over. I made him uh, mozzarella omelets and homemade pizza, and yeah. I fattened him up. And then the, uh, Safer said to her, what about when he lost weight? And she looked at the camera like almost mad and said, yeah. that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> Nothing to do with, and his old man is yeah. funny enough, like like yeah, making the walking, pork, walking making the pork the in prison. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's with Pesci when he buys the farm. When yeah. he's, when he's, yeah. We baseball batted those two guys. <laughs> we baseball batted them. You couldn't recognize them. <laughs> one dog's looking that way. One dog's looking that way, and he's like, "What do you want? What do you want from me? One dog's looking east, one's looking west. What do you want? Did you ever see my painting? <laughs> Don't pay no more religious painting." Man. Now, you're a sports guy, <laughs> yeah. and, you're, and you're a movie buff. Yes. Now, Gilbert knows nothing and about baseball sports. baseball players have very strange names. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got good at segues already with it. We do a mini show where we recommend movies, and Gilbert right. recommended Bang the Drum Slowly. Oh, yeah. Well, De, Niro. De Niro. And De Niro he knows nothing a, about sports. De Niro playing a retard, movie. basically, yeah. right? <laughs> Danny Aiello told us he taught uh, De Niro how to throw a ball. Right. On the set of that Not movie. a good job. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is, I, 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 the acting's great, but that's a movie where, like, you know, uh, it, no one looks like they can play ball at all. <laughs> uh, and that was based on a Paul Newman. Was it? It was yeah, a TV, I didn't know that a live TV production right. with Paul Newman and George Papard. 
Uh, no kid. George Papar. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Michael Moriarty. And then uh, who, who, who's the, the, character, the great character actor who plays the, uh, the manager? I can't well, it's oh, Vinny Gardinia. Yeah. Vinny yeah. Gardinia. I can't, from, play, I yeah. can't remember. Right. He's sure. believable as a ball player. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Tom DeLuise is the... <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley is the bad boy. <laughs> Vincent Gardinia. Hello. <laughs> I'd go with the 32. <laughs> I'd go with the 38 ounce, 32 inches. That's pretty I'll, good. I'll be your manager. That's pretty good, Artie. What, Fred Travellino used to do this bit. The one part. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, but the one, he, it actually made me laugh. He did Charles Nelson Riley if he was Fredo in The Godfather. <laughs> Like, why is he always looked over? Why? I don't know. I guess I'm just different. <laughs> they, uh, they, I remember last time I was in Vegas, there was a giant billboard right. that said a one-man show, Rich Little, <laughs> as, as Jimmy Stewart. Wow. And wow. it's like, you know what this is. Did you yeah. want to go to that? even see it. Just yeah. for the car crash oh, value? Oh, my God. Yes. Because yeah. you already know it's like... Well, uh, <laughs> uh, then I met John Wayne. <laughs> hey, Pilgrim. <laughs> and then I met Wal- Walter Brown. <laughs> Two Remember hours when, of that. <laughs> Remember when uh, I was on Johnny Carson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, Jimmy. For the, for the audience, for that, for the four people who remember who Jimmy Stewart is <laughs> left alive. <laughs> so many colostomy bags in that audience. <laughs> Do you like Pride of the Yankees? You're, you're, yeah, you're a big Yankee yeah. guy. Again, we talked about again, it. Again, the... the you know, the acting. When Babe Ruth's the best actor in a movie. <laughs> but it, it, it's a class. When the doctor gives it, yeah. give it to me straight, doc. Yeah, give me straight. three strikes. <laughs> Gary Cooper's 62. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talk about the Babe Ruth story, too, which is absolutely oh, with fucking dreadful. With, yeah, oh, with ben, with oh, when he points. <laughs> the- oh, yes. <laughs> when he does a Jackie Gleason <laughs> point. This Get out, Norton! <laughs> this ball is going to the moon! It ain't going over the center field fence, it's going to the moon! That is, yeah, real sorry. He didn't leave me with the mess, dick ball coach! <laughs> Come on down, Norton! There goes my whole stick ball team. <laughs> Yeah, you could tell Bendix wasn't a ball player. Oh my God, it's yeah. hilarious! You want? I'll recommend one to you. The, the one of the best yeah. bad sports movies ever. It's called The Joe Torre Story. Are you serious? With Paul Sorvino. Oh God! It is some of the the shittiest, but coming back in the funniest way. Worst acting. He he plays he plays Joe Torre uh, right after they win the '96 series, and Robert Loggia plays his brother Frank, who gets cancer. Right, remember. Uh, it's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. It's two so, great actors. But, yeah, no, yeah. I know, but oh, it's like... Now, just, what about the one... Oh, the Jimmy Purcell. Oh, the Fear uh, Strikes Out. Tony Parkinson. Yeah, 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 another, Tony another Perkins. Charles yeah. Nelson Riley. He's <laughs> 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 Bible is the greatest Red Sox ever, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Man who ran the bases backwards. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, run. <laughs> he did a lot of things backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Mind if, I, mind if I run with my ass first? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Perkins changed the scene. He liked to go ass first. He's more comfortable leading with his ass. <laughs> As a Yankee fan, I love that he played a great Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs>
Richard Simmons as Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, the Jimmy Pierre, the Fear Strikes Out. Yeah, that's right, the one. Right. Yeah. Now. It's wrong. Paul Lynn as Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit a home run for you, kid. Before you die in the hospital, I'm going to hit a home run. <laughs> Holy shit. I know you might die before the game, but but trust me on it. Throw me the ball, son. Don't be afraid. Throw me the ball. Oh, and it's Paul Linda's baby. I would see if I were if I were like a studio head, I'd finance that in two seconds. Because you had to dig up Paul Lind. And it's Babe Ruth to block. <laughs> Oh my goodness! They they, they interviewed on, I, I, on one of those baseball documentaries. It might have been the Ken Burns ones. They they interviewed <laughs> Babe Ruth's old roommate on the road, and he was just like this shitty player. They just paid to like maybe watch oh Jimmy out. Reese. It might have been Jimmy yeah, Reese. Yeah, Jimmy. he was like nine to one hundred and ten. He was like nine yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he's telling yeah. a story. He goes, "Yeah, the Babe loved playing practical jokes on me. I remember one time we were on the road. I think we were in Pittsburgh. I was in the shower." And I'm all soaped up, and I, uh, I feel a warm stream on my back. And I look behind me, and there's the babe naked with a girl urinating on my back. And he was laughing. God, he thought that was funny. Babe Ruth is naked with a broad pissing on his back. <laughs> God, he thought that was funny. <laughs> Oh shit! So Artie, we ask this of every guest: What did you watch as a kid? Oh. What did you? What did you? Not what, my weight. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'll take Artie Lang the plug. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I watched the I watched the Honeymooners. Yeah, uh, my 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 mother and father put a, a black and white TV about five inches big in my room when I was like maybe seven. Mm-hmm. And at uh, back in the seventies in New York on Channel Eleven at eleven o'clock they had the Odd Couple, eleven thirty they had the Honeymooners, that's and then right. I think Burns and Allen. Oh, that's yes, right, yeah, yes. that's okay. right. So I watched the Honeymooners and the Odd Couple every night. No, no exaggeration for, for seven years. So I could I could recite every Honeymooners every that, All the first 39. time. First time I saw Gilbert do stand up was at Caroline's at the Seaport. It was my twentieth birthday. We all went. And uh, you did the bit of, uh, uh, you know, Ralph Cramden and Casablanca. You're getting on that plane with Dick Lasso. So, I mean, that was just like the ultimate. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yeah. So I, I, that's, I watched that religiously. Of course, a lot of sports, Yankees being from here, Knicks, Giants. But um, the Abbott and Costello movie every Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, from 11, oh, yeah. From 1130 oh, yeah. to 1. Oh, yeah. Sundays, 1130 to 1 uh, in the 70s on Channel 11, an hour and a half. Uh, Abbott and, and if only I had fast forward to go through the Andrews sisters. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And all the songs. I watched oh, yeah. every Abbott and Costello. What was your favorite Abbott and Costello? You know what? I liked Abbott and Costello, uh, Meet the Killer. I liked that yeah. one because... Uh, Carlos Freddie, yeah. Freddie Phillips. Yeah. It's weird yeah. because yeah. the title was... Abbott and Costello meet the killer Boris Karloff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. Meet the killer. Yeah. They just tell you who the guy. Yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the title. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, uh, I loved Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That's that's yeah. that, that's 
that I almost said that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah. But um, Coppola actually said before he made Godfather three, they said the only Godfather that would make sense after two was the God Abbott Costello meet the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> And he basically should have made that. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, I watched every Abbott and Costello, and I memorized all of those. I, I love the first King Kong, whenever that was uh-huh. on. Um, they used to show those on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. They used to the, show, like, Mad Monster Party. I'm trying to think of monster Kong. movies. That I, I loved the first King Kong I thought was unfucking believable That one in 76 with Jeff Bridges. Oh, oh my God. God. It's oh, Jessica Lange and Charles, Charles Grodin. Grodin. Charles Grodin is the heavy. Oh, the way he God. steps on Charles Grodin at the end. <laughs> And Rene Aubergenois. Yeah, that's right. Is in that one. And, right. and the the scary part about it is you've got Rick Baker. Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's a brilliant the makeup guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in there, it's a laughable. It, yeah. it, it, it was it was bad in a funny way. It's a credit to Bridges as an actor that he actually comes off not terribly. Well, no, I know he, he pulls up, but back yeah. then you don't yeah. realize how great he is. Right. What do you think of the 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 latest one, the Peter Jackson one? I you know I still like the first I one better, I, yeah. it was, but I mean there's impressive shit. Yeah, it's visually, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I you know I, I and old movies I loved old movies. I remember watching some like it hot for the first time. I remember you know when The Godfather was on TV. My old man who had a crazy sense of humor. I was like nine years old. He said you got to watch this scene. He, he made me watch the horse head scene. <laughs> you know, John like, Marley. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like a nine. I'm like my head's exploding. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, so uh, probably similar stuff uh, to what probably Gilbert watched, but Abbott and Costello and the Honeymooners and the Odd Couple, religiously. They used to show those a and movies. You remember, Gil, on Saturday morning, and they had the popcorn theme song? Oh, yes. On Channel 11? Channel It's amazing how we were able to, because, like, Gilbert, I'm probably not as good as he is, but so much... You know, it's amazing how we know the stuff verbatim from just watching it once every once when it was on because you didn't have VCR, sure. you, know, you couldn't rewind, watch it again. We just saw it whenever it was on, and you memorized it. Yeah, literally, I, I think I could have went to medical school with the not with, uh, exactly. with the brain fucking I function. I, I, I wasted on it. Me too. Oh, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, I can't tell you the Pythagorean theorem, but I could do every honeymooners. You know. And I remember, like, uh, I would watch like the Bowery Boys. Yeah, I used to love that. You know what's a great, one of my favorite Bowery Boys movies, uh, Dead End with Humphrey Bogart. Oh, yes. oh yeah, the, with the Dead End uh, Real kids. young one. When, yeah. when, uh, the, the, the poor kids are right next to the, they beat up the rich kid yep. living yep. in the yeah. high rise. <laughs> and uh, when uh, he comes back and he sees his old girlfriend, and it, like the light hits her just right and you know she's a whore. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you starve first? <laughs> uh, that's the, I love Dead End, yeah. Um, you know, and the Bowery I, Boys I liked it. I forget. I think it's oh, I think it's Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, that's, yeah, they're that, my father yeah. made me sit yeah. down and watch that. The ending and you where know. Cagney, uh, oh, Bogart's confronting Cagney. Right, goes, uh, he goes. You used, you used to ask me things. Now you're telling me. <laughs> and Cagney goes so, and Bogart goes. So my feelings is getting hurt. <laughs> Right, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that the ending that that might be the best ending ever. Oh yes. Or the the, the ending. You know, it's funny. I would put that ending and Angels with Dirty Faces are the 
taking a Pelham one, two, three with Walter Matthau. Well, we love yeah, that. We love with that. Walter Matthau. Uh, and again, with these remakes, like the <laughs> Denzel Washington and, and John Travolta in the new one, I couldn't even bring myself to watch. Well, Gilbert and I, we, we obsess over those kind of 60s and 70s movies where you get to see old New York. 70s. Like, uh, pe- well, like Pelham the, one, two, three and Serpico. Seven and Ups. Seven Ups is a seven great one. Seven Ups has is great shots yeah. of Hell's Kitchen yeah. in the 70s. Super Cops, if you've never uh, seen Super it. Super Cops, yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, the In-Laws. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, now you're talking about the in-laws with Michael Douglas <laughs> and Albert Brooks. God. <laughs> Me and Danny talk about that. I get, you get douche chills. Albert Brooks, like one of the funniest yeah, guys. I love like, him. How does he? Yeah. I mean, how big does the paycheck have to be? Big. Why remake it? Just say it's another movie. Say it's these yeah. two guys. Why do you have like got to call it the fucking in-laws? And, and, and another movie that looked like they were trying to make remake the in-laws was that terrible one. With uh, Eugene Levy and uh, watch his name. Can you be a little more specific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, the guy, the guy who's in the credit, the black actor in the credit card commercials. Oh, oh Samuel, uh, Jackson. Tracy Samuel Morgan. Jackson. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. <laughs> You know what I need? Sammy L. Jackson. When I'm in the when I'm in the country, I need the sounds of the city to fall asleep. So I only fall asleep when that commercial comes on and he yells out, "What's in your wallet?" I <laughs> 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 can I can get to sleep. Now, what is that movie? Eugene Levy. Uh, they, I, I know what you're called. Oh, the, the, man, man. the man. The man. The man. Yeah. And it's also, he's also Never like even saw it. a dentist who gets <laughs> in. Oh, okay. So and I like Eugene so Levy. And Sam, I like Eugene Levy and Sam Jackson. Yeah. But again, it's yeah. like, it, it really goes to show you, move, uh, for a movie to be great, that's why you got to appreciate the great. So much shit has to come together and all work. The directing, the ending. So oh. much shit could fuck it up. It's always an accident. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. oh, and talk yeah. about getting uh, two extremely talented people to remake a film badly. I, I know. I guess it's money. I, you know, look, shit. But I, there's, there's another one. Peter Falk. And Woody oh, Allen the sunshine as the, boys. the yeah. sunshine boys. Why yeah. do that? Yeah, that I mean, no, I mean, Woody Allen and Peter Falk probably, you know, from Colombo alone, Peter Falk's probably got an island. And yeah. Woody Allen, <laughs> Woody Allen, like, do you have to do that? Yeah. What about Steve Martin's career? Like, I mean, he has done so much more to hurt comedy than help it. At oh all. my God! He, does he have to remake Sergeant Bilko? Right. And, and the Panther. By the dozen. The Pink Fucking uh, Panther. I know exactly. And, and Come the idea on. that you're was... Steve Martin, you should know better. And take another movie. What, what makes me mad is they titled it The Pink Fucking Panther. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have been. It should have been pink The Pink Fucking, fucking Panther. <laughs> With a giant lit up question mark. The Pink Fucking Panther? I'm making The Black Panther. <laughs> the Black Panther would be better. That's the new one. Big Sam you in Newton <laughs> does some of the best physical comedy you've ever seen. And you're an, you're an odd couple person, too. You were the uh, old deal. Huge. Randall Klugman. Huge. Okay. And, yeah. and Mathau Lemon. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mathau. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, another Mathau, movie where you can see old New York locations. Mathau and that was great. Yeah. Probably the best Oscar. Know. 
I think I, if I had to pick, I'd go Matthau, Tony Randall, if I could pick and choose. But Lemon's great. But Matthau. And Art Carney was the original Felix <laughs> And Klugman's great. Could you imagine seeing Matthau and Art Carney yeah. on we, fucking stage? We, we oh, just, yeah. my God. <laughs> Doing we, that play. We just had Paul Dooley on the show. You know the uh, actor yeah, Paul yeah, Dooley? Sure, and he yeah, understudied uh, Carney. Oh, he Car- did. Carney went in to dry out. Yeah, and he was he supposedly played, a worse drunk yeah. than Gleason. Now, yeah. I saw about 10 minutes... Of the new odd couple. Oh, God. It's Matthew Perry. As I don't think I, I think I would literally throw up. I don't yeah. think I could do it. <laughs> I, th- I think I heard Matthew Perry once in an interview. I think he basically said he invented sarcasm. I'm, I'm also, I think he said that. <laughs> Norm, Norm was on Saturday Night Live. Norm tells the best fucking stories about some of those celebrities that went through there. And, and, and uh, Matthew Perry had an assistant and said... You know, Matt, want, he said to Norm, Matt wants to do a sketch that he wants you to be in where uh, he talks like he does on Friends. He calls it Matt speak. And Norm said, what are you talking about? He goes, he goes, well, you know, he invented a way of talking, the way he talks on Friends, Matt speak. And he showed him a clip and Norm said, are you talking about sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Perry called sarcasm. He renamed it Matt speak. Hilarious. And Norm goes, you're talking about sarcasm? What about the black odd couple? They they should have just said to him, oh, that was really good. (laughs) I think somebody, one of the the younger writers said, I think Matthew Perry's a genius. I think think that's what it was. And Norm said, is he good at math or something? (laughs) Yeah, the black odd couple with Damon Wilson. The black honeymoon. And Rod Glass. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and then there was the black honeymoon. Rod Glass from Barney Miller. With um, Cedric 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 the Entertainer. If you got the the word the entertainer in your name, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) It's like a group in sync. You better be in fucking sync, man. (laughs) If you say the entertainer, you better be good. That's a lot of pressure. Who played Norton in that one? I don't remember. Was it Tracy Morgan? (laughs) Would have been better. (laughs) Might have been. I don't know who was. We gonna go bowling. <laughs> hey there, Ralphie boy. Might <laughs> you be so kind as to tell me what's in the fridge? It, it the grandy <laughs> mythic ruler. <laughs> oh my God! What you got in the ice box? <laughs> Darren. Whoa, it certainly looks like rain tonight. <laughs> Whoa, it certainly looks like rain tonight. We going bowling, but we not going bowling. <laughs> you, done, you done got me all confused. <laughs> you, you, you done got me all confused. <laughs> I don't want to look at these four walls. I wanna look at Liberace! <laughs> oh man. God bless him, he knows the dialogue. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, the last time this place was decorated, about four years ago, my nephew came in with an ice cream cone. <laughs> oh, and one more thing, Mr. Marshall. You are bum! <laughs> Your mother is a blabbermouth. Oh, Mike Epps. <laughs> Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Was Ed Norton. Thank you, Dara. Mike Epps, of course. Oh, who could forget him? Blabbermouth. <laughs> this is all buttercup. <laughs> you sound like the kingfish. <laughs> That's what he's trying to sound like. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. You want to tell us a little bit about You were listening, Lord. You were listening. I give up. Hides a dictaphone here in the room. Get Frank, I'm sorry. We just pretend we're eating something else. I don't want to stop him. The ship couldn't make it through the blockade. You want to tell us a little bit about working oh, with Rickles? Bang, oh, You'll <laughs> do this for an hour if I don't go. If I don't, if I don't stop. Bang, Zoom. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm the ship of the future. <laughs> Maybe we should say something about spear fishing. Oh, wow. Give me that. That's my denaturizer. <laughs> you minds of us smoke? I don't care if you burn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you minds of us smoke? <laughs> it's the black honeymoon. <laughs> Thursday at 10 on CBS. <laughs> wow. Is that Alice? <laughs> uh... So anyway, Don Rickles. I was going to move on to Rickles, just in the interest of time. <laughs> well, yeah, Rickles. We do a six-hour episode. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was in Dirty Work. It's the first scene I shot, and, and he goes, "You hockey puck, hockey puck, hockey puck, CPO hockey puck, CPO hockey." Pruitt, why don't you go make out with a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> it's morphed into the Black Don Rickles. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he, I was opening for Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ed is sitting in the backyard going, ugh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jenny Rizzo said, <laughs> Jenny Rizzo said, get down here early. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote him insults, oh. and he couldn't remember. Seriously, them. Yeah. there's that basket, the Baskin Robbins like, line that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. I said, yeah. we, we, we said, he said, just look at me and Norm and insult right. us. <laughs> like that's a that's what's a softball coming in for him. So yeah. I don't know what he's going to say. It's the, the camera's running. He looks up to me and he goes, "Look at you." Look at you, you baby gorilla. And I laughed 20 times. Right. I said, fuck it. I, I said, to the, you know, Sag the director. I said, look, I may, you may have to fire me. I'm, it's Don Rickles calling me a baby gorilla. You know, so I finally got it right. right. I got a take, and then he moved over to Norm. But the thing he started doing that was hilarious. He was insulting Norm as Norm McDonald, not as the character. Oh, the film. Cool. I would love to see that. How did you get a movie? Cut. We can't use that, Don. You got His name's Mitch. In the in the movie, insult him as Mitch. He started insulting the script. Who wrote these jokes? <laughs> and then eventually we got it. That he's hilarious in it. And uh, but uh, I finally got it. I think I, Norm I, never didn't laugh. I think in the movie, Norm is laughing. Yeah, I heard in Casino when uh, Rickles was doing the scenes with De Niro. Yeah, he would. Uh, Rickles would stop in the middle of the scene. Right. Go, that's it. Cut. You left out three motherfuckers. 
<laughs> oh, he the, with the press for that movie was hilarious because Rickles would goof on De Niro, and De Niro in real life is just like a mannequin. You could just goof oh, on yes. him. He just sits there, and Rickles like he mumbles. He mumbles. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Rickles is being Rickles, and De Niro's laughing at everything. Uh, but yeah, did you ever see the actors stu- inside the actor's studio with De Niro? Oh yeah. Okay, he, he said that, that that James Lipton guy says to him. What's your favorite curse word? And, you know, most of those people try to be goofy and oh, say, oh, God. darn it and stuff. Yes. <laughs> and the hero yeah. dead serious goes, I don't know, cocksucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Lipton's like, cocksucker, motherfucker. <laughs> I remember one time there was, I forget which actress was on the show, but James Lipton says to her, he goes, what's your favorite sound? <laughs> and she goes, a baby smiling. <laughs> What, what, one time, that reminds me, Carmen Electra was on later with uh, with Bob Costas, but he had left the show, and this, that chick, Aisha Tyler, oh, yeah. was on okay. So she says to Carmen Electra, what's the one thing you can't live without? Like a guilty pleasure, you know, rollerblading or something. Carmen Electra <laughs> thought for 30 seconds, and she said, food. <laughs> well, it's true. Oh, yeah. So you're a human being. <laughs> You know, you know how uh, Byron Allen does this, uh, does that show, Comics Unleashed. Oh yeah. Norm told me this. He, he leads guys into their act. He does like the same oh, way. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand, Dane Cook. You went to Hawaii. You know, something yeah, like that. And yeah. then there's a bit about Hawaii. He looked at John Lovitz and said, "And John, I understand you're getting older." <laughs> Oh, I got to find that. I got to look that up. You just want to strangle him. You just want to strangle him. I I think Goldie Hawn, it might have been Goldie Hawn. What would you want God to say when you got up there? And dead serious, she said, all the sick children in the world are better. (laughs) (laughs) And then she stares at at the audience until there's a clap. All the sick children in the world are better. Oh. And, and I missed it? <laughs> now back to the... Fuck f- you, God! <laughs> I wanted to see the sick children get better, and you had to kill me now, God! And you killed me... Fuck now. you! <laughs> and an anesthesiologist killed me while I was getting collagen... <laughs> Fuck you and your son, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck him, too. And if I see that son of yours, (laughs) fuck your son, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. I wanted to see that. Of course, I saw all the kids sick. (laughs) I'm trying to make the first wives club. I was watching a kid die, and then I had a heart attack. (laughs) It's easy at my age to watch a sick kid die. Think of my feelings. Oh, boy. So, Artie, why do you say you have bad luck with movies? (laughs) I don't think I'm first in line for the good script. Yeah. You were in Mystery Men. You had a story about being in Mystery Case Men? Case in point. Yeah, I'm the first uh, 10 minutes of that. Big I, Red. I get killed by Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, and uh, William H. Macy. I'm like, <laughs> the three guys collectively the lowest point of each one of their careers. 
But it took like a week to shoot that. Yeah, yeah. I shot that with Tom Waits. Tom Waits was in that movie. The Funny song. guy. Yeah, he uh, he wrote the mo- the song Jersey Girl, and I'm a fan of that song. And the same teamster drove us back to the hotel every night. He was at the Sunset Marquee, and I was at the Mondrian. And I wanted to ask him because he wrote he wrote the song Jersey Girl that Springsteen made famous. And I like, and I had all these romantic notions about what that song's about. Oh, he met some mysterious woman on the beach. They made love once. He never saw her again. Blah blah blah. So finally, the last night, I said, "Fucking him." And I told the Teamster that we were those drivers. I said, "I got. I want to ask him this." And he goes, "I just fucking ask him at the end." So the Teamster knew I was nervous. So Waits is getting out of the car, and I figure I'll never see him again. And I say to him, "I don't think it's going to be a Mystery Men too." And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I say, hey, Tom, listen, I'm a big fan of that song, Jersey Girl. He goes, thanks. I go, what's that song about? And again, these romantic things. <laughs> my head, he looks, he looks, as he's getting out, like kind of looks like a throwaway line. He goes, and my fucking wife is from Newark. <laughs> <laughs> he got out of the car. The teamster looked at me and said, was that what you were hoping it was going to be? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking wife is from Newark. <laughs> was there something about your mom and your sister going to see Mystery Men? Uh, a story I heard. Maybe that, that I, ring a bell. They, they, yeah, they went and they. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the first three minutes. Right. And they thought I was going to be in more. So my mother, <laughs> I was living in L.A. My mother called me from the theater and they go, "Are you in this anymore? Because I got to get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> they just they didn't understand what was going on. My, for my mother it was like colors jumping around <laughs> on her. Set. They said, "Are you?" I said, "No, you could leave." Like, yeah. oh, thank you. Are you in this anymore because I can't watch this movie? <laughs> I said, no, I'm dead. They kill me. And she goes, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I don't think I get sent like uh, I, uh, like the beautiful mind. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I get that script. Did you have a part in Jerry Maguire? That, got that cut did? out, yeah. yeah. That was the first movie I had a scene. And uh, God, Tom Cruise was such a prick on that. He was... It was, it was him and Kelly Preston getting into a fight and uh, at the NFL draft, and I play this annoying radio guy <laughs> who, uh, who interrupts them, and he looks at me with a move like, get out of here, and I leave. And it was two 14-hour days. Cameron Crowe was the director, and, uh, and there was a pause in the script. It said, pause, then go in. And I paused, and I, I memorized everything. And Tom Cruise didn't know that. So after a few takes, he looked at me in front of the whole crew. He just screams out, can you come in quicker, please? And, you know, the guy with the steady camera, everybody looks down, he pissed off Tom Cruise. And Cameron Crowe comes over and goes, listen, he didn't, I'll explain it to him. Just do it the way he wants to do it. So uh, we do it again the way he wanted it. And then he went, like, real, like, military. He went, thank you, like, you know, in front of everybody. But in a real me like way, wow. you know? and uh, and that's the whole. For two days, I worked with him and Kelly Preston for fourteen hours. I was a foot from them. They didn't say one word to me. <laughs> like while they're makeup and shit, like they're like talking about you going to that party, you know, you know, and uh, they didn't say a word. Didn't acknowledge my existence. Wow. <laughs> and, and as long as we're telling tales out of school, you you worked with somebody else who was in that movie. Who? Uh, who played? Who the guy that won the Oscar for being in that movie? You, I've heard you say, uh, you know where I'm oh, going. Oh, Cuba Gooding. Your guy, your, yeah. your guy is nodding. He knows where I'm going. Oh, Cuba Gooding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked with him. On, I did another movie called Boat Trip with him. Where me and Will Ferrell played games. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? That, now, that's the one where they have to both act gay to get Well, on it's a- one of those movies you could pitch in 30 seconds. <laughs> You got like two guys uh, are on a getting laid street, you know, drought. First of all, it's Cuba Gooding in a ratio sands, like they're best friends. 
And uh, and they piss off a gay travel agent. And as a joke, the travel agent sends them on a gay cruise instead of a regular cruise. And then that's it. Then they go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it's a movie. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but I, I hung out with Cuba Gooding at a couple of those clubs. We shot it in Cologne, Germany. And all these fucking hot, like, these hot German chicks wanted to fuck them. They're just standing around them. And, uh, yeah, I f- the hottest chick I ever fucked in my life was on, in, in Germany because she thought I knew Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't speak a word of English. It was like fucking, it was like fucking uh, Herman Goering. <laughs> the way she's... <laughs> <laughs> I am second only to the Führer. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get her at my hotel room the next day at like a 7 a.m. call time, like pointing at shit, the doorknob, like, go, go, go. <laughs> you know, and he's like, Cooper Goodness, you wanted to meet Cooper. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 you know <laughs> I don't have his number. But it's one of those things where, like, some guys. Like a couple times through the Stern try, I went out with John Stamos to a club. It's like like those guys step on like a pussy landmine, and you might get hit with shrapnel if you stand close enough. Uh, that's what this German club was. That's all they they liked the movie. You didn't have any problems with Cuba? No, oh. no, he was a he was a good guy to me. Um, he came on the Stern Show a couple years later and didn't remember me, which I figured was going to happen. <laughs> and his father was a singer. Yeah. Main ingredient. Right. Everybody plays the fool. That, Did you know they, that you know that song? Oh, That's Coop, yeah. Cooper Gooding Senior. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, his father was a singer. Yeah, I asked yeah. about him. He's on the View. He's very proud of that. Uh, Why don't we just throw some fun questions out at you already? Go ahead. About movies. Underrated character actor. Somebody uh, more people should know about. Underrated character actor. Hmm. Uh, I'd be interested in your take on this too, Gil. A guy who's who's uh, uh, what's the name of the guy? You know, I, that, the problem is I'm not going to know the name. Well, I'll help you out. Uh, he uh, well, John C. Riley was always good at stuff, but then he became kind of a a, a star. Um, who's always good in shit? Seymour Cassell. Yeah, well, yeah. Seymour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I I don't know how he's doing. I, 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 uh, that, I mean, that's, that's as good as answer as any. Uh, I don't know. Who's like a modern day Jack Warden? You know what I mean? Like, who's a guy mm. in some, like, like the 70s it, was packed with guys like John Cazal. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of guys who are talented. John C. Riley's a good call. Yeah. He was, I always liked him and stuff, but then he became I, a star. And I always liked John C. Riley better. When he was the supporting character, oh, yeah, 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 I always thought he brought so much to it. Right, yeah, yeah like like in uh, in Boogie Nights. Oh yeah, he's, he's really Boogie funny Nights. in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about Elf? Oh uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a Christmas bonus for me. God, God, that, that's like because uh, we had the real Santa on the show a couple of weeks yeah. ago. We had Ed Asner, I was in the cartoon version, and he was in the cartoon Buddy the Elf. Yeah. yeah, well, they do marathons of that. That's yeah. fucking. It's unbelievable. I, 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 the residual checks are nice around Christmas, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, Will asked me to do that. That was great. We shot it in Vancouver. It was all improvised, but. Uh, you know, it was it was fun. It was like a long day, but again, it's like the marathons of the fucking thing. So God bless it. And uh, Asner you know. said, he told us he thinks it's the best Christmas movie. Really? Yeah, he said better than that saccharin Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street shit. Well, no, the first Miracle on Thirty Fourth. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's, I, it's a I, movie. I really like the uh, Marlo Thomas <laughs> <laughs> with Orson Welles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- oh oh no, no, that's it's a Wonderful Life. It's remake. a Wonderful Life. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. 
I heard that when she was going to remake that, yeah. she went up to Frank. She saw Frank Capra. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, that's a shame he was still alive. Oh, right? yeah. Frank, I got good news for you. And yeah, and, <laughs> and she said, could you give me some advice? I'm right. remaking It's a Wonderful Life. And he goes, the advice is don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually, he's being a good guy. Yeah. That is the advice. That's the only advice. to. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, the funny thing about that movie, Elf, the, he, Will was in that fucking outfit in that character the whole time and I'm in my trailer trying to get that Santa outfit on and he walks by it's like 6 in the morning he's got the full wig the, the hat like stapled to his head and he just yeah. and he's in that character he walked by and just went hi Artie <laughs> <laughs> at breakfast he was like these eggs are good <laughs> He stayed as uh, Buddy the Elf the entire lunch because I think he was afraid of losing that enthusiasm. I would have thrown myself off the Chrysler building a weekend. That I mean, that's commitment. You, you deserve that paycheck. Hi, Artie. Gilbert, I'm playing an elf. Who did you play in the uh, in the cartoon version? I was the boss of oh. the department store. Oh, okay, James Con. Yeah. Oh, well, James Conn in the movie, his uh, uh, his yeah. board, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. and 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 I was uh, Sonny in the God. He would have been great. I, you know, James Conn uh, 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 on the set of Elf told me this joke. You might know this joke, yeah. but to hear James Conn yeah. tell it, he goes, "You're a comedian." I go, he goes, "He goes, here's a joke." He goes, uh, "What's the worst thing a broad could hear after she blows Willie Nelson?" I said, "What?" He goes, "I'm not Willie Nelson." <laughs> <laughs> And, but, but James Conton is oh, like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Willie Nelson. I'll see you later. Tell Artie the one Marty Allen told us about the uh, the, guy, the guy in the back seat with a girl. Oh, oh Marty, yeah. Marty yeah. Allen, ninety five. Well, he he told us this, but he wouldn't say it on the air, right? Because they're still afraid that he's like five hundred. Yeah, the old school guys. Afraid of his right, image right, being right. tarnished. So he said, uh, Marty Allen says. A guy picks up a girl, he takes him in his car. Uh, he takes the girl in his... A guy picks up a girl, he takes the girl in his car. They're making out really hot and heavy. And then she unzips him and starts uh, sucking his dick. And he's getting really turned on. And he's rubbing her leg. And he rubs her thigh. And he reaches under her dress. And he finds a dick and balls. And he goes, hey... When you're through, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that would only help Marty Allen's image. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> only hip him up. <laughs> hip him up. He should open and close with that. And, well, it's just like Larry Storch was yeah. in The Aristocrats. And when I said, hey, we were in a movie together... He was like denying being in the <laughs> know who you really? are. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. Uh, f- d- d- <laughs> Try to pretend a whole movie doesn't exist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's another level, Larry Storch. Uh, yeah, there you go. F Troop. There's nothing on TV even close to as funny as F Troop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, but uh, sometimes they make an improvement. Like the movie version of Car 54. <laughs> oh, God. Who's in that? God. Steve Martin and Albert Brooks? Uh, oh, <laughs> Rosie God. O'Donnell's in it. it of was, course. I, yeah. I think uh, uh, David Johan, uh, Johansson. Johansson. The guy from the New York Dolls? Yeah. 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 And yeah. He, was, he was Joey Ross. <laughs> oh, of course oh, he was. <laughs> one of the wives was Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah she's in it. And that guy uh, from Scrubs who played the boss, that skinny guy, I forget his name. Oh, Zach Braff? Oh, no, no, no. You mean the, uh, the tall, the tall John yeah. McGinley. Oh, John McGinley. John McGinley. Yeah. He was the Fred Gwynn. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and I love the original Car yeah. 54. I thought that's hysterical when I watch it. John McG- I think it was John McGinley. It might not be. He was in Mother with Albert Brooks. Yeah. And uh, I think it was him. And he's in his, like, his, his trailer, the, the little honey wagon he had before he shoots a scene. <laughs> Albert Brooks came in and said, uh, listen, uh, I understand that you're really good at uh, improvising. <laughs> And he, you know, if you tell an actor that, like, yeah, I'm trained in it, but yeah, you, you just you get to think of anything off the cuff, yeah. anything off the cuff. You're, you're just great at just right off the top of your head. You can make anything better. You can make the script better. Uh, and he goes, yeah, I am. He goes, <laughs> he goes, well, on this, I'd like you to stick to the text. <laughs> that is a flawless Albert Brooks impression. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't change a goddamn thing. <laughs> so funny baiting, baiting an actor because any actor will go, yeah, actually, I am a good one. <laughs> well, on this side, I'd like you to stick to the text. <laughs> it's complete contempt. Uh, I'm out of cards, Gil. Yeah. What else you got? Let's see. Oh, you know a character actor I like is that Jeffrey DeMunt. Jeffrey DeMunt? What? Yeah. See, see, that's yeah. a name yeah. I probably know the face. What yeah. is he? What? Yeah. We'll dial him up for you. Yeah, he's in a lot of... I like and Josh Duhamel from uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey DeMunn. I'll find you, Jeffrey DeMunn. Oh, and there's... That Har- sounds familiar. Harris Eulin. Yeah. He's a good well, one. Well, Richard Dysart, who just died. I'll oh, give you one. Yes. Philip Baker Hall. Great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, he's the best. Yes. Philip yeah. Baker Hall. Yeah. yeah. I always liked him. Yeah, he's got that wonderful thing in Boogie Nights where he's talking about butter in his ass. He's awesome in that. <laughs> and the, the the other Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Magnolia, is not as good. It's a little long, but he's good in it. He's oh, the really game show good. host. Yeah. And yeah. he's really good in um, a small role in uh, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. He plays the detective. Right. There. What's that? Is that Jeffrey? Oh, okay. Jeffrey DeMunn. Sure. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Plus, Philip the poor Baker. Poor man's Larry David. He shows up in Midnight Run as uh, as Jimmy Serrano's lawyer. Yeah, yeah, Midnight. Well, well, there you go. He's dead now, but uh, uh, Dennis, Farina. Dennis Farina. Yeah, yeah it was great. An actual cop. He's he's dead now, but Robert De Niro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think De Niro has hurt his legacy? There's no way he hasn't, right? God, well, I mean, with Bullwinkle and all that. I yeah. mean, just the last yeah. ten years, pick yeah. something. You, you, know? you, you must have seen uh, Jack and Jill, haven't you? No, I haven't. No. Uh, I mean, I was Al Pacino, right? Is, is in it, Jack right, right, and Jill, right? Yeah. And it's like when I watched that movie, I thought. Maybe you don't give a shit about your legacy, <laughs> but it used to mean something to me before I saw this horrible oh, wow. fucking abortion. Think of me. Yeah, yeah, just think of me. I used to like Well, you movies. think about the paychecks, like we were saying before, like the, the money in TV syndication. Drew Carey could probably hire De Niro and Pacino to do a play in his backyard. He probably could do that. I mean, that's because he's got about a billion dollars from TVs in the Well, it's just like when I first started getting calls to do, like, reality TV shows. And I, in my mind, it was like, oh, I want to be more in a category with Robert De Niro (laughs) than with Kim Kardashian. And Kim Kardashian can buy and sell Robert De Niro a billion times yeah, over. Right. It's, un- it's unbelievable. It's sad, but that's that's the country. But he had a great run. I mean, you look at those films oh, no. in the 80s and sure. look at the mission and King but, of but Comedy. He, but and, he was probably, uh, right. I, he was almost broke after Raging Bull. I mean, that almost ended their career, that movie. It made no money. Scorsese, too. And, and was later know? named by AFI as the best picture of the decade. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I mean. So, yeah. you know, it, uh, it's all backwards, that's for sure. But, you know, at least you do have the good ones to, to look back on. 
But uh, yeah, no, the, the last ten years, you know. Uh, I guess if you're going to take Naomi Campbell to Paris in a private jet once a month, you got to do Meet the Fockers Six. <laughs> <laughs> Analyze this, that, and now, the other thing. In that last Fockers movie, <laughs> I didn't what, see it. What, I didn't see I it either. I've seen it on well, TV. What the money they probably paid out? The, the, those last couple had Streisand and Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. What, what the talk fuck about are they, talk about you, staining legacies. What do you pay Barbara Streisand and, for? That? And Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand and that last one are kind of like Suzanne Summers <laughs> after they fired her from Three's Company. <laughs> and That's what you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Go with it. That's it how you want to be like, described. Hey, Christy, you're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that right. bit? You Barnes. What is that bit you used to do uh, where you talked about the, they mistake they mistook Norman Fell for Hitler? Uh, oh, for Kurt Waldheim. Prove you, Norman Fell. Come on, no get, choice to it was a consummate professor. <laughs> That's the bit. <laughs> yes. That's the bit. Norman Fell's one of those guys, his name is a full sentence. There's a few guys like that. Norman, Norman Fell. Fell. Yeah. Wasn't the rest of that punchline, John DeRitter had yeah. a likable vote. Uh, John Ritter had a likable vote. John Ritter had a likable vote. Was a consummate professional. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real learning experience. Oh, yes. My favorite bit. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> a learning experience. That, that and Ben Gazzara. The way John Ritter fell over an ottoman. <laughs> ben Gazzara. There remember you go. the ben Gaz- Gilbert's Ben Gazzara bit? Talking about, yeah, sure. Yeah. I remember all that yeah. stuff. The, 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 those Gilbert Godfrey died today in his New York home. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 a, if a plane hit us right now, what would the article say? <laughs> The parrot from Aladdin and the guy from Dirty Work died. Two, <laughs> two guys, two guys who we think may have been on the Stern Show at one time, but we can't remember that far back. <laughs> two guys who claim they once met Howard Stern, <laughs> but we don't, we don't believe there's it. No tape, there's no tape available to prove it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, two two guys who were auditioning for the Black Honeymooners. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> <laughs> the, the radio version. Uh, well, this is it. What we did here today is why we're not on the Howard Stern show. Yes. Will the podcast stay in your legacy, Gilbert? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think this one will. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, that's oh, it. Wow. it. This has been. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the last thing we will ever do in show business. <laughs> Look for us on uh, what is it? Periscope. We're streaming. Okay. Hardy, did you know that Gilbert knows the song that the ball players sing and bang the drum slowly? No. Yeah. <clears throat> Please excuse my tears, but I've been on the road to tribulation, and I find no consolation here. What good is a love song if the words are secondhand? They don't belong to anyone I can get near, because you live on the outside of my jaw and laughter. You gave me a good time, but I can come after. Oh, this 
said and done. I'm not the one you really took me for. And so you Holy better shit. look before you leap. So you better look before you weep. <laughs> we don't have the rights to that song. No, <laughs> Vincent Gardenia. <laughs> That's if, unbelievable. If you Frank back. Lorenzo. You might be the only person alive who knows the word. <laughs> you're talking about keeping that crazy shit in your head. He's yeah. the master. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, hi. This, this has been Gil. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. And not like you need this man's credits. <laughs> <laughs> He was in such classics <laughs> as Dirty Work, <laughs> The Bachelor, <laughs> and this might give it away, Artie Lang's Beerly. <laughs> Artie Lang, who, uh, and you'll both see us on the stern show. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's an episode of the next Star Trek, <laughs> if they if they pull out if they pull out the tapes from forty years ago, <laughs> Gilbert, real quick, because a lot of people request this on Twitter. Do do an impression of me giving you advice on how to shoot a oh, D, on okay. how to shoot a DVD. Okay, this is when I was first. <laughs> this is when. I was first going to make a DVD, and I knew nothing about it, so I figured, Artie's made a few DVDs. He'll probably have, like, great stuff to tell me. It'll be brilliant what Artie can of tell me. Of course. So I said, can you tell me something about making a DVD? Because you made a lot of... And he goes, well, making DVD, you should perform it. At a club <laughs> with an audience <laughs> and get someone to record it. <laughs> you know, you record it and then you put that recording on the DVD. <laughs> and uh, when you, if you do more than one show, you listen afterwards. And you see which bitch worked. I know it was Art Buckwald. Yeah, and which bitch didn't work. And you you put in the bitch that worked on the DVD. And then what you want to do is cut out the bitch that didn't work. That's what you want to do. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. Wonderful. Well, uh, it's been great to be here. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Artie. Thank you, guys. Zero. X-E-R-O. Zero is beautiful accounting software built to help small businesses be more productive and successful. Sign up for a free, that's right, free 30-day trial today at Zero.com. Slash podcast. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.